Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today, we have on the show fucking nobody. Yeah. We've been noticing that the downloads are way higher when we're just being hilarious and funny. And uh, we actually got a couple guests coming on in the next couple weeks, but we're not going to talk about who they are yet because we want to make sure that we get them in the studio and recording because sometimes they have issues. But we got some big fights coming up, but we got some guests coming on, hey? Yeah, but before that, today the podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. So if you guys go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice, the Spice of Life podcast is going to give you two free credits for two free ebooks, and Audible.com will give you a one month free trial. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice. I used four credits last night and downloaded four brand new books. Oh, out of their. Over 180,000 different mm-hmm. titles. I tried really hard to find a fictional book that I could listen to occasionally so that I'm not listening to two think books at the same time. But I just I couldn't do it. I got Deep Work. I got uh, good book. The, sol- the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then uh, I don't remember two other books I really wanted. and I, uh, One of them I already read, but I just wanted to listen to it because I've read it actually already. So I downloaded those. And I saved myself two credits because I thought I better get through these. So I've been listening to them quite a bit more when I'm driving. It's been good. Well, audible.com is specifically made for retards like you that can't read. I can read (laughs) better than Floyd Mayweather. (laughs) He can read Dr. Seuss, kind of. Yeah, I saw him sweating with your meme. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, I enjoy it, actually. I mean, I do do enjoy pulling up a, a, a book and reading it, but I just, I never have time. You know, and and they I tend to tired, look man. at you, tend to look at you funny when you're reading a book driving down the highway. It's just it's not a good idea. Yeah, I get I get tired if I start reading. Then I want to have a nap, and I, I don't want to have a nap. I love napping. I do too, but the the unfortunate part about napping is you're up until two o'clock in the morning. Oh no, I mean, if I have a good nap, I can still sleep at regular time. Really? A regular time for me is usually around one o'clock in the morning. So I, I can't do that. Hmm. So. I got some news for you today. I, uh, I do you know a place called Smith Built Hats? No. So Smith Built Hats, I got in contact with them, and I am going to be working with Smith Built Hats, Paul Brandt, and the Calgary Stampede. Uh, it, the Stampede's over now, but uh, they have a hat. They have two different hats on there. One is called the Black Hat, and the other hat is a Straw Hat. But they're uh, they're modeled after the Paul Brandt Paul Brandt hat, yeah. And fifteen uh, percent of those the sales of those hats is going to go to rodeo concussion awareness. That's cool. So I got confirmation today that I will be working with them and doing some stuff for like any of the concussion stuff is going to transfer in between sports, right? So uh, any any kind of stuff that can help with concussions or treatment for concussions and help guys. In all sports, I'm down with. I got into contact with them, and we decided to work together. So when you say work together, what are you doing? Well, I'm just going to be promoting it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 
Nice. It's called the black hat the the black hat that does good work too, and the straw hat that does good work too. So if you guys go to www.smithbuilthats.com, go on their website. The straw hat's fifty five bucks, and the uh, the black hat is three hundred twenty five dollars, but it's made out of one hundred percent rabbit fur. Rabbit fur. Either that or beaver. I can't remember right now, but. I'm just going to double check on the fucking website. If I fucked it up, they'll get mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes sense. So we got to apologize to our guests, too, because uh, the last few weeks, podcast has been brought to you by Boomba Socks. And uh, I went on there to order some socks, and our code wasn't working. No. So, of course, me being the technically challenged guy I am, I phoned Tanner and said, hey, what's up with our code? And, you know, communication's not my forte. So then we got into a fight about how I was miscommunicating things. And long story short, I was just trying to give the guy a heads up, but he wasn't having any of that. So temporarily, our uh, new checkout code for Boomba Socks is BXGET15. So it's BXGET15. That's at Boomba Socks. So if you head on over to BoombaSocks.com, or getboombasocks.com. You can uh, go in, go through their regular checkout. When you got the promo code, you just enter that promo code in. Uh, it will be back to the promo code SPICE once they get a few things worked out on on uh, the technology. And they have a bunch of tanners there, and that's who looks after that stuff. So, yes. Yeah. Not a bunch of me. So <laughs> it will be looked after. So I will be ordering the socks. Kids were bummed, man. Oh, we, yeah, Mila's like, let's did order you some order socks. The socks? Not yet. Oh, no. why? I gave you the code the same day. Yeah, but I wasn't at home, just like your text said oh. to me a million times. I'm not at home yet. Not at home, bro. Not at home yet. Bro, I'm at home. Here's your code. <laughs> Dick. Yeah, so no, actually, I was going to do that tonight. So, guys, the Smith Built website is www.smithbuilthats.com. It's S-M-I-T-H-B-I-L-T-H-A-T-S.com. Go on there and order the straw hat that does good work, too, or the black hat that does good work. Sweet. Oh, and with the black hat, you get a uh, a vinyl a vinyl thing from uh, Paul Paul Brandt. A vinyl thing. What kind of a, what, like a record? Yeah, Come vinyl on. vinyl record of uh, 2016 2017 greatest hits. Actually, vinyl though. Yeah, I think so. That's what it says on the thing. Who has a record player this day and age? White people. I actually have a record player. <laughs> You probably have eight track player, a VHS, and a black double. No, when I bought my first stereo right out of high school, I bought you know I bought this house stereo or in high school I guess big stereo, and um, I figured while to to set it up like my dad had all these old records, so I bought a record player so we could play some of these old records and stuff like that that he's got. He's got some good good tunes kicking around on them, right? So yeah, that's what we had. I left it at my parents, not the stereo, just the record player. What? What? How dude, old are you? Sixty-eight. Dude, that was twenty years ago, almost when I bought this thing. So, I feel like twenty years ago, record players were probably out then too. It was probably tapes. They were out. They, well, they what'd were. You buy it for? Because he he has like four hundred records. Your so your dad has four hundred records and no record player. Yeah. <laughs> Let's maybe give our heads a shake. I won't feel like going through there. There's probably some collector records in there. You know, my dad had a huge record collection. Like he was a like a like a, a rock guy in the in the sixties and seventies, 
And he took his records into one of the, like back in the day when the those CD shops and and uh, tape stores were a big thing. You yeah. go in there and buy you shit. He got thousands of dollars, yeah. like thousands of dollars for the for the records. I was like, holy fuck, man! Like, That's what I'm saying. I think they're they're, they're co- that's something that people collect. Like just first, weird, but. first first records of the Beatles and shit like that. I was like. Yeah. I have no no interest in listening to it. But. Me neither, but maybe it'll be worth something. Yeah. Another 25, 30 years when my parents croak, I'll be able to take those things away. Dad'll be a hundred and five. Yeah. So I I got on the uh, the horn today with the Cody the Wrath of Khan, and he's got a fight coming up in Unified. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the guy's name, but good for Cody. I don't think he's competed in MMA for a couple of years. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Cody's a tough guy. Uh-huh. He's, uh huh. He's I th- I believe the fight is going to be at 185 pounds, which I don't think Cody's hit for a few years now. He's fought you at what 200 pounds, or did he fight you at two, 185? Your first one was at 200 pounds, because you look like the fucking Michelin man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the one that was in pre Pat days. Was one in Fort Mac 185? Or was that 200 or 195? I think that was 195. Yeah. Cody can hit 185. Yeah. Like, he, it's it's a walk in the park for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember, like, back in the day when he used to go down to 170, he looked like fucking Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I remember seeing pictures of him like that. Oh, like, so, yeah. man, he looked bad. It's yeah. like Justin Schmidt going down to 170. Or like me at 185. Yeah, that's not a good weight class for you. No. <laughs> Yeah, so Unified will have a pretty good card. I, I believe Teddy Ash has a fight on there. What I would like to see is Teddy Ash's opponent stub his toe. And then uh, J- or, uh, Cody's opponent pull out, and then Cody and Teddy can go at it. Aren't they friends? Yeah, but I think they want to fight. Oh, well, I'll be all right. Yeah. There you go. That, that'd be a good fight. And then we got uh, Ryan the Real Deal Ford coming up here pretty quick against Jimmy Sweeney. Who is apparently going to be coming on the podcast, but won't give me a fucking date. I feel like we should date the two of those guys on the same podcast. Because those two sound like they might be able to put together something that would be funny. I don't know how long it would last. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it would be hard for 15 minutes. Yeah. And then we just have to hang up on somebody. Yeah, it's true. Which I, I don't want to do. But uh, Ryan... He wants a fight also with uh, Tim Cronin, who is the NCC Canadian light heavyweight champion. But uh, Tim's been social media MIA. He won't respond to it, which is probably a good idea. I think Ryan would fucking smash him. But uh, Ryan is ranked above Tim in the rankings. Ryan wants his belt. So I think Tim should probably man up and fight him anyway. Could yeah. defend his title. I did. Uh, I did send out a meme today to somebody that was uh, Tim Cronin's head on a skunk. It says, "This is the Cronin skunk. You don't see him very often, but when he comes out, he's a stinker." Ooh, that's a kidder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny, but there there were some uh, UFC fights on the weekend as well. Should I answer this live? It's Mel. Oh yeah, Lubavik. Put it on speakerphone. Hi, Mel. Hey, how's that tattoo feeling? <laughs> oh, oh, really, Mel? You phoned for that? <laughs> oh, I thought I'd call and say hi and see how the tattoos are. 
Well, they're good. We we thought we'd answer it since we're recording live on the podcast. We figured we'd just put you on speakerphone, so now everybody oh, okay. now everybody can hear you making fun of me. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. That's what I'm here for. Are you are you guys are you guys back then now from uh, the trip? Yeah, yeah, we're back. We good. are. Uh, I've been back for a week now. So. You, you girls had fun. We did. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice to get away and relax for a bit nice yeah what do you want tanner oh nothing oh well good so you're am i actually live yeah yeah well we're not live i mean we're recording right now yeah okay so um i figured well instead of going to voicemail i'd just answer it quick but uh, i can give you a call when we're done that's great mel you didn't even call me yeah yeah Maybe she did phone you and you didn't answer it. Probably not. No, she, she did not call me. She likes me better. No, I did not actually call Tanner because I don't physically have Tanner's number. Ah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's okay. No, I don't. Well, I'm a text no, you right now then. Uh oh. Now no, you're going gonna... all of our all of our communication has been via messenger and then I believe you did contact me but I don't think that I put it in the fault like I didn't put um save it. But you did call me, but I, I don't believe I called. I don't. I don't think I have it. Maybe I do now. Well, Uh-oh, I'm in trouble if I have it, right? That's okay. I'll share it with you later. But I'll give you a shout when we're done, and we'll catch up. Okay, sounds good. Cool. Talk to you later. Bye, Mel. Bye. Bye, bye. And oh, and the bye. tattoos do feel good. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> bye. I'll just I'll just continue to speak with Jelena. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, there you guys go. There's Mel Lubavec from KO Boxing phoning to uh, find out how Tanner and my tattoos feel. Because, as you guys may or may not know, we had the bet with uh, the DCN boys out in Cornwall for Cam's last fight against Tony Lewis. And, unfortunately, Cam lost the decision. So, me and a man of our word, we, uh, we went out and got tattooed. So, we got them on our foot, not realizing it would hurt quite as bad as it did. And... Uh, yeah, I, I squirmed a little bit. Tanner did not. Um, yeah, so. I feel like on. this is our phone number right here. That looks pretty close. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. It's just stored. It's one of those ones that's stored, you know? Uh, uh, I recent. Just, I just texted her, Mel, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. We have we have exchanged numbers, Mel Lubavik, Melanie, young lady. Anyway, what were we talking about before we were interrupted by the phone call from the, the lovely Mel? Fights. Yeah, I don't I don't remember to be honest. <laughs> so as per the last podcast, you hadn't watched all of the uh, Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather shenanigans. Ooh yeah. So the first the first press conference. Connor didn't know what the fuck was going on. It yep. was good. But then they went to Toronto. Yeah, where he like knew it was going on. Yeah. And he murked Floyd. Yeah. The thing is though, too, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like listening to some of that pre fight hype, but when they're gonna do a four city tour, I mean it got pretty it got pretty bad. This it, it no longer turned into fighting. I mean, they're talking about all sorts well, of stuff. Just here's what you gotta relate it was that a to comedy is, show. Is stand up comedy. Yeah. So if these guys are doing a four city tour four nights in a row, they got to try to come up with new material every night. Yeah. And I don't think I know a stand up comedian that's including Joe Rogan, Tony Hinchcliffe, Brian Callen, uh, 
any of the like Bill fucking Cosby, they wouldn't be able to do that. No, they they would do uh they would do the same show because I've seen some of those guys a couple times and not yeah. realizing it's like oh this is the same show. Like when Joe Rogan goes on tour, it's the same. He show. does a thing like the last one I seen was flying monkeys in space. Yes, but it's the same. I saw that live, but it's different cities, right? But seeing as how these guys are televising it on Showtime Live, like the whole world's watching it. Like you could have done two cities if they had done New York. Or wherever the first one was, Vegas. Dude, they sold out every one of those arenas, though. I know. The last one sucked. In London? Yeah. It was terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. It kind of burned themselves out. But they also had to they also had to fly there. Like, they had like a 13-hour flight after the after the uh, New York thing. Like Floyd did the exact same thing every night. Yeah. Yeah. Hard work. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, I have... The utmost amount of respect for Floyd Mayweather with his boxing skills. I don't like him as a person. He's mm. a piece of shit. You can't beat the fuck out of half the population of the half the female population of fucking Compton. Like you, you can't do that. <laughs> but as a boxer, he's hands down top five of all time. Yeah. He's fucking forty. Uh huh. So. What I took mostly from that press conference was uh, Connor is better with words. Oh, yeah. 100%. Floyd also set himself up so that if he gets beat, nobody's surprised. That's what I felt. Every other, every other confrontation that he had with the media after that, he was like, well, I'm 40. I'm slower. He's the younger man. He's bigger. He's got a longer reach. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he, he lists up. It might be a strategic thing. Who knows? I don't think Connor can rattle him mentally, though. No, he's not phased by any of that. No. I th- literally think like like his, his, his stage presence of being bored, you know, and just ignoring Connor when he did his thing. I, I really think it was, uh, he, he is literally just bored. He doesn't give a crap what he says. He, oh, he yeah. really doesn't care. Doesn't he's care. just like sitting there. He's like, ah, oh, whatever. I got to be here. I got to be here. We're, we're selling this thing. I'm going to show him that I don't really care. We're here. You know, I do like when you say to Dana, like, thanks, Dana. Like, you know, you know yeah. business yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, at the same time, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, I like seeing them make fun of each other a little bit and talk about the fighting aspects of things and, and, you know, uh, bugging people with, with that regard right but mm-hmm. when it started bringing into all sorts of other things into question it was kind of like holy man it got a little got a little over the top i think for what it was but at the same time it's entertainment i guess you know oh yeah it's um, i watched every one of them oh so did i and i laughed i laughed at every one of them i just you know when you think about like is that really what you want i guess for me as an adult looking at it i can see that it's like it's, it's humor yes. you know but when you take say you know, our younger generation, we've talked about some of them before we went on the podcast, right? That are young, up and coming, you know, little boxers or kickboxers, you know, and those kind of things. If they're looking at that going, ooh, this is what I need to be, right? It's, it, it's like watching those guys do pad work, you know, and going, oh, I don't need to work on the basics. I don't need to work on getting good first. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. If they're like, well, if this is what it takes to make money, you know, just being a, a, a arrogant prick, then that's what I'm going to go out and do. Well, it's like, well, wait a minute. That's not it's just part of it. It's part of it, but you can't start with that. You know, you have to build something else first. And, and um, I just, I, ho- I hope people see that. 
You know, as an adult, don't get me wrong. It was. To me, it was like I tuned into watching a comedy hour for 20 minutes. I fast-forwarded through all the – I only watched 20 minutes with those yahoos. I found the the more compelling part of it was like Brennan Shaw, Moro Ranallo, and the other – and the um, Vinny Pagliacci or yeah. whatever the fuck his name was. I found it more that more entertaining because they were kind of breaking it down a little more. Yeah. The best part of the whole thing was when Connor went off on Showtime. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like, because the, uh, the microphone debacle that went on there was not planned. 100% was not planned. Oh. It was the mic guy. Oh. He forgot to turn the mics on. He got fired. Oh, really? Yeah. On the next one, the next city, Brandon Schaub was like, oh, oh new mic guy. He's fired. Oh. Yeah, they fired that guy because he fucked up. No. But uh, it was perfect. If that didn't happen... The whole press tour would have been way different. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like I feel Connor wouldn't wouldn't have got so fired up. Yeah. Like because after that they're telling, oh, it wasn't planned, it wasn't planned. He's like, fuck you. Like you planned it, and then I th- I thought that set the tone for the rest of the thing. But it is what it is. The fight is going to be probably the biggest sold fight of all time. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I don't give a shit what anybody else is saying on fail. I'm not going to watch it. Bullshit. Everybody's going to watch it. Of course they are. Like, you you literally have to be fucking brain dead to not watch that fight. How do you not find that entertaining? It's the biggest crossover fight of all time. It's the biggest crossover fight that's ever going to happen. Yeah. There's no, like, Floyd Mayweather said it. There's no other guy on the planet, past or present, that he'd be able to do that with. No. Other totally. than Connor. Yeah. He's the only guy. And it's the same thing with, with Dana saying that, you know, if you got guys wanting to do crossover fights, like it's not going to happen. It won't make sense just no. to do it. Like, you know. Um, like, who's going to fight? Well, exactly. Nobody gives a fuck. No, they don't. And it is. It's just, it's one of those things. It's like everybody else coming over. And you know what's silly is that, is that uh, um, <laughs> they're... There, there might be that crossover fight, but I would, I would actually care less to see Floyd Mayweather be in there because that one's not like I know that boxers are not giving Connor a hope in hell. Like I, and I get it, and I, and I understand the logistics and the training and and all that stuff. Um, but like, Connor, Connor has a higher, higher probability of beating Floyd in a boxing ring than Floyd has a chance at beating Connor in an MMA fight. Floyd has a 0% zero percent chance, zero, beating zero, zero. Connor in an MMA fight. Yeah. Or a no hold barred open yeah. combat fight, street zero. fight, kickboxing fight. There's no chance. No, zero. That's what I mean. And so it's like, you know, if that was actually going to happen, that would be one where I would go, yeah, I'm probably not even tuned in to see that. This like, is the only facet of combat sports where Floyd Mayweather has a chance. Yes, totally. Like, no, but I guess what I'm getting at is they're talking about already setting that up for like some rematch thing in an MMA ring. It's like, yeah, whatever. Well, who, who cares? cares? Exactly. I'll, I'll watch it to see Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather get smashed. Yeah, because Connor's not gonna tap him out. No, he's gonna take him down and pound his face into the ground. Yeah, that's what'll happen. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. Like I said, August twenty sixth. So that'll be. Uh, Are we gonna set something up for this? I don't know. I know we were gonna do something with that other promotion that doesn't talk to us anymore because we pissed them off. Yeah, but uh, I did see that they got something going on up in Edmonton at. Uh, um, oh, shit. Uh, what's the Knoxville? Yeah, yeah, Knoxville's. Donald Cerrone's going to be up there doing Ooh, that. Ooh, I wonder if thing. Dylan Carmen's going to be there again. Yeah, I don't know. 
But they're doing it as a they're doing it as a, a fundraiser for Tim again. Oh yeah, all the all the uh, all the cover charges or whatever they, are going to. Who they should have brought in was the Bellator guy Matt Mitrione. Ooh, that'd be fun. Because he was all over that Tim Hag stuff. They're really good friends. So, but Donald, I think, is living up there or something right now. He's been up there a Edmonton? lot. I don't know, man. He's been up there a lot lately. He just posted a video last night. And he's at the ranch. Where is that? The ranch, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking. He's with about. Joe Schilling. Oh yeah. Oh, they're all out of this ranch. So uh, who fucking knows? Where the fuck is he training in Edmonton, or is he hunting? Complete. Yeah, he was up there a while ago. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, good for him. He likes to travel around all over the place. They got good guys up there. Yeah. Not fucking around with Mitch Clark and I think Sheldon Westcott's up yeah. at that gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Anstead, top wrestler. He's retired now, but he's a, a top uh, Canadian MMA guy. Probably the bulldozer. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's good. Uh, Adam got everything hooked up. Adam who? Higson. Well, I don't fucking care now. Oh, <laughs> I'm half an hour into this. I'm not turning. I'm not. I'm not gonna flick this off because some fucking retard can't tell me that he's ready to go or that he is gonna be good to go at two minutes after four or two minutes after two. He can kiss my fucking ass. Oh come on now. Well, I don't care, man. Like these people, they, you can't leave. Okay, guys, you're gonna come on the fucking show. You need to have Skype set up. Have a fucking telephone that has battery on it. Don't wait till the last minute to try to figure this shit out. This drives me nuts. I know it does. Like, the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> so, I, I gotta start doing it when, when, uh, yeah, I gotta do that ahead of time. Just get mad. I tell guys right off the bat if you do not have Skype, go get it now. If you can't get Skype, give me your phone number. Make sure your battery's charged because you're coming on for an hour. Mm hmm. But, like, these fucking guys that take to the last minute, I have no... I don't even want to talk to him. He comes on tomorrow? Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't want to talk to him. There you go. Fuck himself. I'm sorry, Mr. Adam Higson, but you fucked up. It is what it is. We can be friends off outside of the podcast, but you're not coming on here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Super unprofessional. <laughs> I, I don't know if this guy's ever done media before, but... Dude, Tanner's fired up. Well, that pisses me off, man. Like, what time is it? Two o'clock. Three minutes after two, and you get Skype figured out. Oh, he texted me a while ago. I just was waiting for you to be done your last rant to start a new one. Well, we already have a plan. We oh. made a plan already for this show, so we're going to keep going with it. Oh, I get you. Yeah, but I don't know why you would tell me on air that this fucking asshole is ready to go now. Were you looking for me to get fired up? <laughs> No comment. See, we got guys like Jason Fenton. He's ready to rock. He hates you. He doesn't hate me. He loves me. He just he just likes to disguise it with hate. We're gonna call Fenton right now and get to the bottom of that story. Fine, I'll phone him right now. I don't care. <laughs> if he answers the phone, he probably won't. Probably not, because you'll see it's you. Yeah. He's got you logged in there as do not answer. <laughs> Just like your ringtone for me is an idiot is calling. That's not nice. It's funny. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're calling Jason Fenton. Maybe. Oh, there we go. Hello? 
He's not going to answer the phone. Probably won't. Hey, buddy. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. What's going on? Nothing. Word. What, what are you doing? Nothing. Why you make fun of me so much with Tanner? Because <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> oh, it's so easy. He just, he just sets everything up so good, or I do by being by being me? Pretty much all of it. I'm getting lobs left, right, and center. I just got to smash them down. Yeah, like you do with cheeseburgers. Damn straight. I'm having one now. Oh, yeah? Yep. I got you on speakerphone. You're on the Spice Life podcast. Oh, sweet. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm actually having a cheeseburger right now. Actually. Yeah, actually. What kind? Where's it from? What? Tanner said, where's it from? McDonald's, of course. Oh. <laughs> Are you surprised? When do you go for knee surgery? Uh, uh, Mid-September. Oh. Mid yeah, I'm just doing a bit of uh, some different physio right now. Different physio to get some more movement in it and uh, loosen everything up. And then, yeah, mid-September. None, none of those doctors told you that maybe, like, stop eating cheeseburgers and lose 100 pounds might help your knee? Dude, it was nice. A few weeks, a few months ago, I lost, what, like 180 when you decided to go home? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was the fucking best decision of my life. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, that was so good. Yeah, but you, you, you still want to see me back there. Yeah, you're like herpes. You go away, but you always seem to come back. <laughs> I just wish he would tell the truth and actually tell everybody how much he doesn't like you. He does like me. He just likes to bug me more than he likes me. I moved the week he came out here and he still found me. <laughs> Uh, hey, did you watch the did you watch the uh, glory fight card on the weekend from New York? Oh, oh yeah. What'd you think of that? Um, I think there was uh, a couple of really big upsets. Yeah. Like uh, the main event was a was a pretty big upset, and then Josh's fight was like a massive upset. Yeah. But yeah, the kid hits hard, man. You can't you can't argue with that kid's power. Nope. Like, he, uh, he was definitely had Josh doing the funky chicken. I think it probably should have been stopped after the second knockdown. Uh, but, you know, I'm not the ref. Yeah. Yeah, because he got, he got knocked out. Well, he, he wasn't unconscious, but he was nowhere near getting up from the looks of things. Yeah. But the second time, second time he got knocked down, when he got up, his legs weren't under him. It was like his eyes were all like cross-eyed. But you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens next with that kid from uh, from New York. If it was a luck thing or if the kid just hits that hard. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so, so what? Oh, I'm trying to get uh, Tanner to have Adam Higson on the podcast, but. But Adam, Adam didn't get his Skype hooked up, so we brought you up because he said, "Well, Fenton's got his shit together." But what do you think, of old Adam? Yeah, Fenton's much better looking than Adam Higson. Yeah, he's not coming on the podcast. Though. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, son of a bitch! See, 
no one wants to talk to Luke. That's all it is. I'm Skyping with Adam right now. He just doesn't want to talk to Luke. No, but but do you do you think do you think Adam should come on? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Tanner's rolling his eyes now. He's all mad. He just went off uh, about well, I'm not coming on. So I keep trying to convince him that he should. But Tanner doesn't like it when somebody doesn't come on. What? Oh, I, I don't blame him. I don't when like they, you for coming for being there. So no, he means he doesn't like it when somebody is is late or doesn't have their shit hooked yes. up properly. No, I mean I don't like it when I connect and you are there. Oh. What you? What did you not? You don't have my phone number programmed in your phone. I do. That's why I was iffy on answering. That's what he even said. Tarion said he's probably not going to answer it. I was like, I hope he no, does. Actually, I, well, I was. I, ju- I literally just finished teaching, so. Oh. Yeah. I'll I'll have Luke send you my number when we're done. Yeah. There we go. That's better. Then I can get rid of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the block list. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to let you go, buddy. I just want to call and touch base. So uh, we'll talk soon. Or not. Hi, fellas. Okay. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> well, the, ladies and gentlemen, that was the illustrious Jason Fenton. Yeah. Who was my biggest fan, apparently. Yeah, he's not too bad, right? Yeah, he's good. I like Fenton. He's a funny guy. He, he is funny. I know that he doesn't actually hate you. Oh, the Boogie Child's entered the room. What's up? What's up, man? Oh, just shut it off then. They're switching. Why are are you scared of clowns? Okay, so Jacqueline told her about those killer clowns that were over in Europe. So yeah, who's Jacqueline? Her cousin. They're the same age, but apparently, well, she has older brother, right? So these killer clowns, I'm going to tell you right now, okay? I'm going to tell you on the podcast about these killer clowns. So I'm going to tell you what happened to them, okay? So these these clowns were going around, and they weren't actually killing people. Maybe they did a couple of people. I don't know. But they went into an underground parkade, and they went up, and they tried to play a joke on this group of African-American gentlemen. This was different. Clowns, but yeah, go ahead. The, but it was part of that movement, right? So those original clowns, they're gone now. They've been arrested. They're in jail. But these clowns got the absolute crap kicked out of them in the bottom of this parkade. These clowns came up and they tried to scare these guys, but uh, didn't work out in their flavor, and the clowns got their ass beat. I'll tell you what will happen if a clown comes over to my house. Excuse my language. If a clown ever fucking comes over here, I'll beat the fucking shit out of it. No word of a lie. If a clown comes here, that clown's going to the hospital. No clowns for the birthday parties. No clowns, right? Deal? All right. You're fine. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the boogie chow. <laughs> oh, fucking clowns. Yeah. <laughs> clowns. Sometimes you got to get real with your kids, man. It's you got to drop F-bombs, S-bombs, B-bombs. Uh. I know that... Uh, Old spicy hot over here. He doesn't like doing that. But what's going to happen? See, when I drop a cuss around my kid, because I do it on a regular occurrence because I have, I'm have, i an idiot, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. what is what has transpired from me doing that is she will not even say the first letter of an F word or a, a, any kind of cuss. 
If I say a cuss word, she yells at me. When I say a cuss word in front of your kids, what do they do? What's that? When I say a cuss word in front of your kids, what do they do? Um, they, they laugh. They count them and laugh. Yeah. So the first word that your son's going to say when he's 14 years old is fuck. Nah, he's already said it. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny when little kids say cuss words for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, they have... Um, uh, who are you talking to right now? I'm just texting Adam. Adam who? Higson? Higson, yeah. So saying what? Wait till Tanner moves so that I have a podcast set up at my house and then we can just do it. Us. No, we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna pause it and we're gonna phone him here. I think still, we should. I've already got things lined up, man. He missed the boat. I'm not doing it today because I literally have to take stuff apart on the computer. Oh, to do the other. Th- yeah, I gotta oh, set it up different, man. Oh yeah, it doesn't okay. work. Okay, I, I I'm not doing it. That's okay. I'm not, That's I'm different. Not pausing the podcast. I always forget about that. So what we're going to do, guys, is instead of having Adam Higson on the phone, we're going to watch Ryan James versus Jack something that was a robbery on the weekend in the UFC. We're going to watch that fight, and we're going to break it down a little bit. And uh, I don't think, Luke, Luke, I don't think you've watched the fight, have you? No. No. So this will be the first time, but when you watch the fight, I watched it the first time as a Ryan James fan, and I scored it for Ryan. 29-28. Yeah, I read that. and I That was I, the second time I watched it. Okay. So the, the second time I watched it, I forgot. I tried to forget that I was his friend. Yeah. And that we've known each other for 10 years. And I sat down and I judged it as I would judging any other fight. I still had a 29-28 Ryan James. Okay. So the first round was... was well, don't tell me. Let's just watch this fight. So well, can we can. Yeah, it. we can do that. Who are you texting? Are you still texting Adam? Yeah. Who the fuck is Tim Burke? I don't like you, Tim. Oh, Randy. Oh, real quick here. Randy Rempel uh, messaged me in a cyberbullying post. <laughs> is that funny, though? It's tips to stop cyberbullying. He just sent you this on Messenger? No, he tagged me in it on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably doing it as a joke. Oh, yeah, 100%. See, Randy's got a good sense of humor where he understands what, uh, what oh, we're yeah. doing. Where are the other jabroni? What's his name? Blackbeard. Oh, Mar- James. Marrying a dude. Yeah. James, yeah. Uh, he gets all butthurt about things. Like He says he's not upset. Bullshit. Yeah. Randy, Randy was making fun of him <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. Uh, we like Randy. One of these days, I am going to show up to Randy's uh, job site, and we're going to have a fidget spinner off thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're going to. But I am going to bring Lucille with me and threaten uh, James. Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. You, why do you need a bat to threaten him? Because I just think it'd be funny. <laughs> I I want to see I want to see what'll happen when it gets real with that guy real quick. Like if we get serious real fast. Yeah. I want to see what he'll do. With who? With James? Yeah. Well, we wouldn't get really serious. Well, I'm gonna get serious real quick. Oh. But wow. you don't you don't think he would do anything? No. He listens to the podcast, so now you've already told him what you're going to do. Fuck you, James. <laughs> yeah, let's turn this fight on. Give right. a single watch. Let's turn the fight on. I can just edit this part out. So you might want to just whip your chair around mm-hmm. and then pull your, pull your mic around. <sighs> 
Well, I don't know if the UFC will get all fired up with us for playing sound, but I'm going to play sound anyway. Why would they be fired up? I don't know. The UFC's fucked, man. <laughs> oh. That's a $4,000 computer don't knock it over. That one is? Yeah. That's one from the... That's, uh, a, that's a workstation. Mmm. You gonna turn on, bitch? Alright. So we got Ryan James versus Jack Marshman. Is that what that said? I think so. I thought it said Marshmallow at first. So, Ryan James trains at Zuma Martial Arts under Adam Zujek in Victoria, B.C. Uh, he's a black belt Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a big, awkward motherfucker, too. He's probably 6'2", 185 pounds. Hey, I, train, I was a sparring partner for him for, I don't know, four or five years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This, uh, this Marshman guy, he's got, uh, he's got some dynamite in his fists. He hits hard. Jack the Hammer Marshman. Where is this Jack from? Uh, I believe he is from the United Kingdom somewhere. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so this fight's in Scotland. Seriously, can't we fast forward it right now? Why do we got to watch all the walkouts and everything? Does this really matter? Why are you so impatient all the time, bro? Just trying to feel in space because our fans can't hear the fact that we're watching people walk out at a fight card. Fine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it just turns it up. He's a striker. So, yeah. The the main event of this was... Uh, what's his dick? Um, Gunnar Nelson. Oh, yeah. Who did he fight? I have no idea. Oh. He got knocked out. Well, there you go. Wasn't very impressive. Though. I'm not going to lie. This is the only fight I watched on the whole card. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's Sarah. Sarah and Adam. And Adam. Look at Adam. Just a... A fucking sleek gazelle. We don't need to watch this other bum come out, do we? Well, that's what I'm getting. I don't think we need to watch any of them come out. Oh, okay. Hey, Ryan. Won eight of his nine last fights. Ryan's a beast, bro. Six submissions. Four first-round finishes. Ryan's not fucking around. And he can skip like a mofo. See him doing the skip warm-up prance around thing? Uh, yeah, he'll fuck you up, so don't. He'll take you down. And smash your face into the ground. It'd be like that time I said that to Jay. Like, let's do one more round. We were doing strike and stuff. He just took me down and beat on me for five one minutes. One more round. And then you get fucked up. Hey? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'll get sued if I have him on. So Bruce Buffer, that motherfucker, he's trademarked everything that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Before. So, like, if anybody says it's, like, it's time in his voice, he'll sue you. Yeah. Or, uh... He's got some other slogans. Uh, ready to rumble? He owns that. His brother doesn't own it. So, uh-huh. Bruce and Michael, right? Michael's yeah. his brother. And uh, so, Bruce owns all the rights to everything. And, huh? But they've made a decision, like an agreement between the two of them, that Bruce would stay in the UFC and Michael would stay in boxing. I feel that Michael gets a heck of a lot more work than Bruce does, though. Fucking boxing cards everywhere. 
Yeah. And he's on a lot of them. Like I heard at one point that he gets paid a million bucks every time he said that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Craziness. He's getting old as fuck, though. So. Yeah, who cares? We'll see what happens. So they're about to start here. Round one. It's going to be hard to actually like talk to our fans and watch this fight. I feel a like we bit. should just pause it and then just watch it. Well, we can talk. So Ryan is... Uh, Ryan's moving around the perimeter of the cage where this Marshman guy is trying to track him down a little bit. But uh, the thing that I noticed right off the hop was uh, that Ryan has actually stepped up his footwork game a lot. He's moving good. He's light on his feet. He's chucking off of those angles. The Marshman looks like a younger version of Vitor Belfort. The haircut, his face looks the same. A little bit, I guess. I don't know. Like, do you know who Vitor Belfort is? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Because he doesn't look anything like that guy. I don't know. Maybe for just the first glimpse I thought he did. Uh, Marshman, he's got some dynamite in his hands, man. Like, you'll see in the first round here just what he's what he's packing for horsepower behind some of those punches. But uh, definitely harder than Cody, Cody Cron. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Cody. I know you don't even listen to the podcast anyway, so what I what I have to say doesn't matter to you. Uh, Ryan does a pretty good job of throwing punches off of those angles. So he just landed a, a right a right hook kind of hooky loopy punch coming off of the uh moving left, which Stephanie Asenza would appreciate because that's all she does. <laughs> but I don't know how the uh, the judges score for octagon control when one guy is moving around all the time because I feel that the guy doing the movement is controlling what's happening. You know what I'm saying by that? Like, because Ryan's on his bike and he's moving, but he's also controlling where Marshman's going. Right, yeah. So I feel that octagon control in the first, like in the first two minutes of this fight, so far has gone to Ryan. But on on top of that, Ryan's eaten some pretty big punches already. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, like it, I can see it that as he's moving backwards, he's he's still hitting him. He's moving to where he wants to be at. But Boom. but that one was huge. It was huge. But he's also looking like he's getting backed up the whole time. See, now he got cracked. And now he starts charging forward, and Buddy moves away. So it looks like he's it back in control. Yeah. Like to to see him step and to be watching his footwork, it's like the other guy's just following him around. Like yes. so, Ryan is actually controlling. Where the other guy's not stepping and moving him to where he wants him to be, he's following Ryan around. So even though Ryan has his back to the cage, essentially, he's still dictating where he goes. But it looks like he's running away. I would agree with that. So, uh, Judge is probably giving it to Marshman at this point. I, w- I would say so far in the first round that the first round is going to Marshman. He's, he's uh, well, where, 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 really but, Ryan, but even though Ryan really, is more in control of this fight, like he, he, he's moving to where he wants the guy to be, it just, uh, but he's getting tagged. Yeah. Like every time Marshman rushes in, he's able, because Ryan's just sticking his jab out there. I don't, He's not bringing it back. So he's getting cracked with that overhand right. It's happened three or four times already. Uh-huh. But, and but Ryan is the much bigger guy. Taller. He, yeah, he's taller. I think 
well, Marshman might be at a weird in-between weight. Like, if he could fight at 175, something like that, or 180 pounds instead of 185 pounds, you'd, it would better be better for him. But he seems to be doing all right so far in this fight. Uh, I, I found I used to always do that too when I had bare hands or 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 MMA gloves on. My my pinky would always stick out. Like if you notice that with James, his pinky sticking out the whole time. Yes, Ryan just ate. Boom, six, seven good shots there. So one thing guys don't plan for when they do fight Ryan is uh, his durability. Motherfucker's got a chin. And his timing is very weird. Like, if you watch the timing on his punches, uh, I've had the unfortunate opportunity to spar with this guy. And trying to time him, you just can't do it. Yeah. So what uh, what Marshman's doing is actually the smart game plan for him by blitzing him and getting him on his heels. Yeah, like, I mean, Marshman definitely won that round. Yes. Like, it, it, I can see what, what James is trying to do by moving around and pick and step off and, and hit him with stuff, and he did a good job. But at the end of the day, the guy, even though he was following him around, he still hit him a lot more. Well, I would say that Ryan maybe connected with him six or seven times, where Marshman connected with him 15, like yeah. hard shots. Yeah, because his, his right eye's already starting to swell up underneath. He's got a cut under there. Is that little, what that is? Oh. little cut, yeah. But uh, I see that now that he moved. I didn't realize he had a. So the other thing that guys don't take into consideration when they fight Ryan is cardio. That guy is 185 pounds, but he can go forever. Right. Marshman here, he's looks like he's sucking a little bit of wind. Nothing crazy. So round two, it's coming up now. But uh, this is the round that might be controversial. It wasn't controversial for me. I don't. Uh, so in the in the corner, Adam Zujak had brought up that he Ryan needs to push push the pace because of the judging system and the, with the judges that are where he's fighting at. Right. So Jack Marshman is a UK guy. They're fighting in Scotland, where Ryan's from Canada. And uh, Adam Adam might feel that there's a little. A little bias going on with the judges, which is a fucking normal thing in combat sports. Yeah, totally. Well, Ryan looks like he's he's trying to counter with kicks while Marshman comes into the to the stomach. Just kind of a big shot, but Ryan was moving away. What I found surprising about this fight up to this point was Ryan hasn't gone for a takedown. Where uh, where Ryan is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I feel that he would probably... I don't know much. I think Marshman has a purple belt. So where Ryan would have the advantage, he's not taking the fight. But he seems he's holding his own on his feet right now. It's weird on the TV how one guy can be closer to you and look bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then when he turns the corner and they're like face to face, head on, you notice how much smaller he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's definitely got a significant uh, height. 
Uh, James definitely has the reach advantage. And he's trying to play it by poking that jab out, but Marshman's doing a real good job of coming over the top of it. Yeah, but he needs to set that jab up with, like, he needs to, he needs to throw that jab out and follow it up with that, that two, like, you know, right right away. Yes. Like a, like a half-beat one-two. Yeah, yeah. Well, ba-bam. Yeah, because he throws that overhand every time. Like, he needs to just use that jab as a complete setup fake and then throw throw something different. Marshman's literally throwing that overhand right every time. But he takes his feet off the ground every time he throws his right right hand because he's trying to reach to get to get to um, James's head. Yeah, he's not getting the the full maximum amount of power that he would be able to put behind him. If James could throw a wicked leg, Ooh, that kick. was a hard one. <laughs> he didn't he didn't hit him. You can notice the the reach difference. We're at two minutes and thirty three seconds of the second round. Uh, there's a bunch of jabbing going on. They're just playing a jab game right now, trying to set some shit up. I know we're watching this, and we talked about it earlier. I meant to ask you, but did you see any of Robin Black's uh, breakdowns yet so far? Yes. Yeah. I did. I did have a little conversation with him yesterday. He He's, he had dropped a thing the other day on on his show for 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 crowdfunding or whatever. Yes. That's what I was telling Patron. you about. The, that's what I was telling you about the other day. Yeah. So this is where I thought the difference of the second round came in. So they're clenched up against the cage where Ryan's landing, knees, short little rabbit punches. But uh, he's basically controlling Marshman wherever he wants to go. Ryan's a big, strong dude. Yeah. So the reason why we're watching this here right now is because judging in MMA needs to change somehow along with boxing, kickboxing. All the there needs to it needs to change where, because Dan Hardy during this broadcast brings up that oh, these judges won't be biased because they judge fights all over the UK. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, if there was a judge from China, a judge from Germany, a judge from the USA, it, it would that would be different. Yeah. But these are UK judges judging a fight against a UK guy versus a Canadian guy. So by him saying that doesn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, they they need to find a non-biased third party to come in and judge these fights, just not use the the Scottish Athletics Commission's judges or or the the English. They need to bring in people from all over the world. See, like when I watch MMA, right, and I don't know how it scores, but like to me, two and a half minutes of leaning on the guy on the cage, right, and, and basically hitting him and moving around. I know they're jockeying for position, but like they're there, right? And that was about two minutes. Yeah. So to me, it's like it's like that still takes. Like I think that's that that's over and above than somebody chasing them around for two minutes. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, like that's where I look at that. Like like it's it. You know, if, if you can't get him into the corner, you can't cut him off as you're chasing him around the ring. It doesn't count as a as a significant win if you take the other two and a half minutes and you put be like if, if James had the guy on his back. Well, then yes. you definitely score that. But against the cage and in a clinch, like because that's still now it's you're talking about tie boxing. Though. Now you're talking about striking rules, right? Like like a knee is worth way more than a punch or a kick. Yeah. So I it, I scored that round for Ryan ten nine. Yeah, me too. I thought it was pretty clear. Uh, like in the first, 
minute and a half of the round, I don't think that Marshman landed anything. And then Ryan put him up against the cage and controlled him for two minutes, landed multiple knees, multiple strikes. Yeah, like I know that's the thing. I know you can't look back at a fight after and go, well, it was pretty even. Or, yeah, that guy had the advantage. Like right now, I say this fight's pretty even. I would call it one apiece. Yeah. And I, but I like that's the thing. Like I know we base it off of off of per round, but like just the fight as a whole, it's basically kind of even. Nobody's really done anything to significantly win. If I if I thought that Ryan lost a round like I did the first round, I'll tell you. Yeah. If I think that Ryan loses the fight, I'll tell you. I'd hundred percent like to see sudden death all the time. Fuck yeah! Just you know what, guys? It's like you know, even though they scored at each round, it's kind of like you know what. When I get right down to it, it's hard to say, yeah, this is this guy won that fight. Let's see you fight five more minutes. Like yeah. I feel like you should just be able to axe out all your all your <laughs> your your rounds and be like, Yeah, actually, I want to see him go one more round. Well, I like that glory rule. Yeah, but that's actually if it is a draw. Yeah. Right? Like I'm just saying that even though you've scored it, but at the end of it, you're like, you know what, buddy really poured it on in the third round, and this fight's pretty even. So yeah. I'd like to see them fight one more round. Like you should just be able to use that as your as your. <laughs> so, third round here, we're thirty seconds into it. Ryan's already landed a big right hand, uh, caught Marshman coming in. Marshman doesn't look quite as uh, as energetic as he was no. in the first round. No. Ryan's still bebopping around like a madman. Yeah, uh, the this kind of fight Ryan could do all day, uh, like any kind of like a grueling fight like this, like uh cage work or on the ground or he's he's good all Ryan day. looks like as as fresh as he did actually when the fight started. Yes. Well, the third round I think Ryan's landed three or four good significant shots so far. He's starting to move his head, which is good to see. And he's reaching with that right hand a little bit. Where, oh, nice one! That was a good shot. Now there, there's some, there's, uh, there's a little bit of controversy that you'll find interesting coming up. I know why they don't in MMA, but I'd really like to see these guys turn over and throw their kicks more. Like Ryan's throwing these kicks, but they're not like, it's like a, it's like a flicky kind of lazy jab. You know what I mean? Yes. And I get why they do it. It's just it's hard to watch sometimes. It's like, well, that was a waste of energy. Well, if they land, it's a point, right? If it doesn't yeah. land, then they didn't they didn't throw out too much energy. But MMA is so different to everything else. Yeah. You have the threats of takedowns and all that other nonsense. Well, I know that's why they don't turn over because it's yeah. easy to pull your foot out, right? Like, Boom. Nice shot. Good jab. The, the one thing I've noticed all fight is that Ryan, when Ryan is getting caught, he's getting caught leaning back. So he's trying to he's trying to slip these punches leaning back, but then trying to throw off of the off of the lean is hard. Yeah. There's not much power behind it. That one that he just landed, he slipped and then landed the shot. The guy is not like what what was working for him in the beginning is not working anymore. Yeah, Ryan's starting to track him down now. He's hunting him down. He's starting to land good shots. This round is all Janes. So the difference between Jack Marshman walking backwards with Ryan coming forwards is Jack's not actually controlling where the fight's going. Ryan's stalking him down. Yes. 
and that, landing huge shots like that. Well, Ryan stepping first. When Ryan was moving backwards, he was also stepping first. Yes. Ryan has controlled the fight from bell to bell. Just in the first round, Marshman landed some good shots. Marshman, Marshman's not moving quite as well as he was in the first. He just landed a nice jab, though, off a switch. See, the crazy thing is, is watching this fight, knowing that that Jane's loses, and Jane's is—I mean, you know—he's well, a—he's a friend. See of yours. that? No, I didn't. Just rocked him. Oh yeah, I thought you meant uh, you said something controversial You'll was coming see. up. So I was thinking that maybe that was it. Well, Ryan, this is, Ryan's on a roll right now, and then the referee stops it. What? His Marshman spit his mouth guard out. Oh, Adam's, what? Adam's, what you can't hear right now is Adam Zujak's freaking out in the corner because that's like the worst time to stop the fight. Now, they're going to they're gonna cram this back in his mouth. Watch what he does. Spits it out again and drops it on the floor. And then they get going again. And Ryan won't touch gloves. So I feel... I never noticed. Was time stopped there? Or did they not stop it? Uh, I don't... I didn't I didn't notice that. I don't think they stopped the clock. <laughs> Might have to rewind it and watch it. Let's just watch it as if the clock didn't stop. But if this fight hadn't have got stopped, I feel Ryan probably could have stopped the fight. Yeah, like he's he had Buddy done up pretty good. And the guy just was able to get himself a, a a pretty good recovery. Yeah, that's like that's like top notch coaching from Jake that time. In, yes, and uh, in Calgary, but but I mean, good good on that guy for you know like doing it. But yeah, that ref. Uh, but again, it's only the first time it came out, right? So normally they get a, they get a warning or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah. It's a one. Like I don't know how you would be able to sit cage side and judge that fight for the other guy. No, not even close. So anyway, I just wanted you to watch. Well, what, that was fight. it a split decision or was it no unanimous? unanimous. 20, 29, 28. across the board. Yep, should have been unanimous the other way. Twenty nine, twenty eight, or at least a split. Well, but yeah, it but, should but, have been a unanimous decision for Ryan. But this just shows you like what the what the problem is with the scoring. And, and the way that, that things are operated. Now, would I be making such a big deal about this if I didn't know Ryan? Probably not. No, because you wouldn't watch the fight. I wouldn't have watched it. No. But uh, the same thing has happened to Jelena in the past six or seven fights. She's got been on the shitty end of a losing decision that she shouldn't have lost. No. Now, if the UFC fucking cuts Ryan because he's two in a row now, like the first one he got, the first one he won. Second one, he got tapped out in a, under, well, I think it was a minute and 30 seconds. Just a fuck up. And then this one, which he should have won. He's got a four-fight deal. The UFC doesn't fucking care. Yeah. They'll cut you. Now, if they cut him for that loss, something like they need to go back and watch the fucking fight. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's the first fight we've ever watched live on the show. So sorry if it was a little boring for you guys. But it was it's something that needs to needs to be addressed. Yeah, one hundred percent. Totally happens in all combat sports. Uh huh. So, so I know we could go back in and edit it, but I feel like we should just tell everybody exactly where to get that fight, so that they could cue it up and watch it while we're breaking it down, and they can watch it at home while we're breaking it down. 
Yeah, so it would have been 20 minutes ago. (laughs) But uh, if you guys go to Fight Pass, if you got Fight Pass, that fight is on the uh, the Gunnar Nelson card. And it's uh, on the main card. I think it's the third fight into the main card. Yeah. So I, I, I ask everybody either send Ryan a message or message Dana White or somebody, some retard at the UFC and express your grievance. So Ryan's pissed. And this guy knows he got lucky. His yeah. face all fucked up. Yeah. But. Same same kind of idea like that that, that time with uh, um, uh, Bisbing and uh, Dan Henderson. He's like, oh, it's too bad they don't judge, judge fights by what you look like after. <laughs> See, one thing we would never be able to do on this podcast is actually do a, like a fight companion like Joe Rogan does. Because I I have a hard time watching fights and talking about something else. Because I actually want to see what's going on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, I could have rambled on through this whole fight anyway, but because I've seen it. This is the third time I've watched it. Still score that motherfucker 29, 28. Yeah, dude, Ryan. that guy's eyes all swollen shut and everything. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Oh, he's all fucked up. Yeah. It is what it is. At the end of the day, it's Brian's uh, fighting on the biggest stage in the world right now. He's like, what he said there was like, what I tried to do is break his hand on my face so that I could win the fight, but it yeah. didn't work. But they still gave it to me because they yeah. knew my game plan, so I won. Dan Hardy's stupid too as an announcer. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a, uh, a a big Dan Hardy fan as an analyst or as an announcer or anything like that. He tends to he tends to say stupid shit like when you. <laughs> When you say the judges That's kind of calling the kettle black right there. I don't say stupid shit. <clears throat> I say real shit. <laughs> this is all serious. <laughs> so when, when you say the judges are from UK and they won't be biased because they judge fights all over the UK, it's a little, little dumb, Dan. It's almost like they set it up from to, to just be biased. Dan Hardy, you got an issue with anything I said? You fucking Facebook me. I'll give you my address. We can come. You can come over and figure it out with me. We'll, we'll sit down and have a... A high tea and a crumpet with uh, peanut butter on it, but not that fucking terrorist crash shit. We'll get, we'll get some of that natural peanut butter. Nice. I so. see Dan Hardy as a fighter. I enjoyed him because he's exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's came a to great throw fighter. Down. Yeah, he came to throw down. He can talk though. He's a smart dude. Yeah. Like I heard him on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. He likes doing psychedelics and shit. Yeah. See, that's too bad too. After that too, right? Then they got to clip in and get a bunch of the punches where where they landed on. Well, chains. these punches are not. Like, this is all like round one punches, though. When your name is Ryan James and you're walking through those punches, you you think something else. Like, yeah. Like, there's no way the first round was 10-7. No. There's no way that's a 10-7 round. The closest round that could have been judged by a two-point difference would have been the third round. Well, that's, the only, that's the only round I could see being it. Even close to a 10-8 round. Like, but it, it, realistically, if you go by boxing rules, that's not a 10-8 round. It's a 10-9 round. Yeah. But we're in MMA rules where they've changed the rules now. They didn't score something 10-8 there, did Fuck they? Fuck no. Oh, I was like, what? No, they didn't score anything 10-8. But at the end, we don't have to talk about it anymore. It's, we've, we've said our piece. Not like Dana White's going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> Well, Although we are getting some some downloads in Nevada, so well Dana might not agree with the, the decision either, right? But he, so. I guarantee he's not dumb. He's no. watched a bazillion fights, so he can tell. Yeah, totally. So the uh, they got that big fucking fight card coming up here pretty quick. I think there's three titles on the line. 
DC versus Jones too. Don't give a fuck. I could care less. Yeah. I, I to be honest with you, I've watched a few fights here and there, but I picked the ones that I watched. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that was funny how Jones says when when uh, DC was talking about. Uh, uh, the the cocaine and the suspensions and all that stuff and Jones's retaliation now was like, dude, I beat you up when I was high on cocaine <laughs> or something like that. How else like, are you supposed to respond yeah. though, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> this Paul Felder guy's a motherfucker. Yeah, no, I don't care. But you got to go back to work here. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, buddy. I got to get back onto the concrete job site here and go do some more stuff. Boys are waiting for me up there. And who's all up there with you? Josh and Jared and uh, Lucas and I don't know if Michael still be up there. He's setting the sump and doing a bunch of stuff. So oh, I did watch a video on the Creative Concrete Instagram. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't like said page because I seen this fucking triumphant fucking Grand Canyon crack walking on plywood. Who the fuck was that? That's Jared. That's Cheeseburger Jared. Oh my God, Jared, get some suspenders. I know. Do something. That's why. That's why the video. I was asking uh, the concrete driver. I was like, "Can you? What do you think of that?" He's just. That's why he just laughed at the. Like end he of doesn't like, bend over at work, does he? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. Asshole hanging yeah, right we, out. We we try to stay on the uh, downside or the other side of that. Like, do you have a Christmas party at Creative Concrete? We used to. We didn't have one last year because I was gonna sell it and not yeah, have yeah. anybody. But yeah, this we year I I feel that you should get Jared a pack of Mantons. What are mantons? So that a manton is. Uh, you ever watched uh, Robin Big? No. So Big Black. You know who Big Black is. No idea. Christopher Boykin. It's fucking huge. It's okay. like six foot seven, four hundred pounds, four hundred and some okay. pounds. He's a big dude, but uh, he had eaten some hot wings or something like that the night before, and he was worried about having a shirt. No. So. <laughs> He made this thing called a manton, and he stuffed it in his ass crack. Oh. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like a big a big pad he stuffed in his butt crack. <laughs> so he, the drama was sleeping on the couch, and Big Black rips his pants down to sit on his face and ends up putting the manton on his face. It's got shit on it. And, oh, gross, man. Why do you want That's like a- But I, I feel that uh, Cheeseburger Jared needs some mantons for Christmas. <sighs> he needs something. Dude, I... <laughs> so, okay, so we're doing this huge site, right? And I've always said to these guys, like, listen, man, like, especially not the guys. But anyway, like, you know, if I ask you to do something, you know, go do it. So, like Jared, right? I mean, he's he's a glorified laborer, right? I mean, he's got a little bit of experience and, and you know, he knows how to do some stuff, but he doesn't know enough to just go on to the next step, right? But I might be able to say, hey, go put the edge in and he can go edge everything because he knows how to do it, but he doesn't necessarily know when to do it. Make sense? Yeah. So, we're, we're measuring. So, this job is 101 foot four long. I got a hundred foot tape. So, I got to make a mark and then yeah, yeah. cut. But so, we're laying out the board. So, we've got six... Two by sixes nailed together, or two by twelves, sixteen foot long, so it's ninety six feet. But you know, you got those little quarter inch per board, so you got to measure the whole thing to make sure that when you cut the piece, it's going to be the right length. So I just, to make it easy for my math, I just marked it at ninety five, turned the tape around to give me what I need to to figure out what I need for the rest of the board, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, I, I do it on one board, I mark it, and then I go walk over to measure with Jared. The other, the other side. So he just walks at the far end with a hundred foot tape, hooks it on the other side of the board, and, and we mark it. And uh, 
I start measuring the second piece to see what we're going to do. And, and I got earplugs in all day because it was windy. And I told the guys, hey, man, if you need something and I don't hear you, just come over. So I turn around and he's walking across the job site with the saw. And I was like, I don't need the saw, man. I need the saw over there or I'm going to cut the board. And he goes, he goes, you're not going to cut these boards? I was like, no, I just measured them to find out what I need left over. He's like, but you marked it. I thought you wanted to cut. And I was like, I don't need to cut. And then I realized why his face looks like I just done something dumb then. Oh. And I look over and the other board that I measured on the far side of the job, he's cut it off at 95 feet. And I only have enough wood to do like, uh, so I'm short, like I know it's only one foot, but now I'm short of board. Yeah. And I'm like, and I got earplugs in too. Did you freak out? Yeah, I freaked out. I freaked out with earplugs in, so it was extra loud. Right? Yeah. So I was like, you idiot like i just i just gave one clue but mostly i wasn't actually mad but it sounded like i was like like i was annoyed but i wasn't mad and i just went off where everybody was like just stood there like they had no idea like they thought i was so pissed and i just went back to work after i started yelling but then josh is explaining this that like last night right he's like that was so funny he's like you got so mad your voice got high pitched and everything he's making fun of me now right and i'm like he's making fun of me in the you know girlfriend's son role but at the same time i'm like in 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 boss mode and i want to like just be like hey you know like rip on <laughs> at the house but it was it was funny but these guys I mean, he's just so terrified so i gotta get back up there to make sure he hasn't screwed anything up today take him a cheeseburger nah i don't think he did something good tell him it's from me he didn't do any good and then piss on it or something just rub your rub your balls on top of the pot or some shit. <laughs> so we'll wrap this bitch up. But uh, on a funny note, did you see the video on Facebook of these naked chicks screaming? No. Oh, okay. So there's some feminist movement going on. These girls, they strip down to nothing. And then they just start screaming in the middle of the street. There's a whole fuckload of them. Okay. Not one shaved bush in the place. Feminism for you. Fucking how disappointing. <laughs> Not one shave gorilla box. I in can't the place. believe that like Facebook, you could never show that stuff before. Now it's like no big deal. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. S- naked chicks screaming. Like none of them are fucking dime pieces or anything like that, but it's still funny. But come on, ladies, like groom your shit. Alright, <laughs> right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Spice Life Podcast. Again, today, the podcast is brought to you by audible.com. So go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice. And the Spice Life podcast will give you two free credits for two free ebooks. And audible.com will give you a one month free trial. We're also brought to you by Boomba's Socks. So if you guys go to boombas.com, do some shopping on there. Yeah, it's Order cool, some man. fucking socks. They're great socks. They don't have the line. If you got stinky ass feet, they can fix that shit. I looked around for that. I couldn't see all that, but I didn't really get into it. We were more concerned about the design of the socks for yes. the kids. Benjamin wanted white, not gray. Amelia wanted pink, not blue. Now, they do have some new socks on there that I didn't see before. They were the high top dress socks. I ordered some some pretty funky, cool socks for myself, from, not from dress where? socks. From there. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. They got some nice dress socks. So, again, that code, because the spice code is down is bxget15 bxge15 no bxget15 so bxget15 15 so basically 
that gets you 15 fucking percent off. I would assume so. Yeah. So head on over to Boomba's, buy some socks, let us know what you guys think. Well, that's the Spice Life podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys Thursday. Yeah, we'll talk to you Thursday. Go hug your mother and go fuck yourself.